For many of us, tax can be a complex area. I've been doing it for over 20 years and I'm still learning, and we thought it was about time it was demystified a little. This is the Taxplainer micro podcast series where, together with our experts, we'll be discussing all things tax, covering everything from transfer pricing, indirect taxes, R&D, ESG and employment taxes. I'm Aaron Thomas, and I'm your host for this series, and with me today I have Paul Mareels, who's a director in our employment taxes team. Paul, it's great to have you on the show. You're going to be talking about salary sacrifice. What's it all about? Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. So, salary sacrifice is basically where an employee gives up an element of their pay in exchange for receiving a benefit. And normally, that would be a benefit that results in reduced tax and national insurance contributions. Now, in the world that we're in now of hybrid working and people able to work geographically more remote, the competition for talent is much higher. There's a recruitment and retention issue in pretty much every employer we talk to. So being able to enhance your benefit offering is, is important. Done correctly, salary sacrifice can really do that. Now, it's worth saying there's a limited number of benefits that salary sacrifice works for. HMRC legislated in 2017 to bring in the optional remuneration legislation that restricted the benefits to which it could apply. But you've still got the big two, which are pensions and low emissions vehicles. And then there are others out there, things like cycle to work and legacy childcare voucher schemes. Done correctly, they're really, really good. Done incorrectly, they can cause you all kinds of problems. Good example of this, I was talking to a client earlier in the week who had a car salary sacrifice scheme in place. Now, what they did at the start of that is they did a minimum wage check when somebody joined to make sure that the sacrifice didn't take their pay below minimum wage. Great, that's what you should be doing. The problem was they were including the wrong pay elements when they were doing that check. And what it meant was actually when the check was done correctly, people were being paid less than the minimum wage. As you can imagine, that's a problem for an employer. But you've also got to think of the broader issues. Things like what's the implication if somebody goes on maternity leave? Do you still provide the benefit? Can you still take the sacrifice? And all the other implications involved with changing somebody's terms and conditions. As well as the administration. If you've got a few hundred cars, do you want to manage a car scheme? How do you do the payroll? So it's important that when you're putting these schemes in, all of these things are addressed up front. And that's where real value can be put in that scheme. Fantastic, Paul. So in summary, salary sacrifice is still a strong driver for recruitment and retention. Um, employers should be looking to refresh their offer if they're going to stay compliant. Um, and presumably this is going to keep them one step ahead of the competition and also help their employees offset the cost of living. Yeah. Great. It's been brilliant having you on the show, Paul. Do keep us updated on salary sacrifice. And for our listeners, please tune in again soon for the next episode of Tax Planers. If you found this interesting or useful, join us on our new digital platform, KPMG Private Enterprise Beyond, to find out more. Here, you'll find a wealth of exclusive tax-related articles and videos from both our tax team and wider industry experts. You can even join our tax leaders community to continue the conversation and connect with tax professionals across the country. Go to www.kpmgbeyond.co.uk to sign up if you haven't done so already. And I hope to see you over there.